three, two, one, roll the footage. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Simon Severino, your host. I have my self-made kombucha here. And today's guest is she helps people execute their projects with ease. We will go deep into how to start small and take consistent actions on your projects. How to use procrastination and resistance as a guide to get stuff done. And how to manage your energy instead of your time. Welcome, everybody, Christine Swanson. Thank you. It's great to be here. Christine, what are you currently creating? Yes, I am expanding this group coaching program called Execute with Ease. And what I do here is I teach people exactly what we're going to talk about today. So we'll talk about it more, but how to execute these someday when projects with ease instead of depletion and really start taking action because what i find is everybody has these soul-led goals that are like in the back of their mind that they're waiting to take action on and what i believe is you're never going to feel ready and why don't you just start small and start now and so that's what i teach in the group coaching program and that's what we'll talk about today super cool you're an execution coach right and uh, yeah. you might know one of our past guests and past clients, David Allen from JTD. He was all about this thing. What do you do now? What's the next thing? What someday maybe? So when you say um, a maybe project, um, what's your definition? Yeah, so I, I love David Allen and I think differently about this. I, I have a someday maybe list, right? So I know what he's talking about when you say that. But this is like, I, I think a soul-led goal is a better way to describe it, right? It's the thing that like deep inside, you know, you know you're going to do someday. So it sounds a little bit like someday when I have more time, what I really want to do is launch a podcast or someday when this project is over, what I really want to do is move into this line of business or quit my job and launch a business. It's the thing that is whispering at mm. you in the back of your mind and you know you're going to do it. Like people are confident that they will do it, but just not yet. And what I believe is why not start now? Because these soul led goals are huge and they're going to take a lot of time and effort. And so let's just get it started because it doesn't have to be as hard as you, you might imagine it is. I have a song for this. I love it. So you say, hey, why delaying stuff? You don't have to be, you know, I will be, I, fe I will feel great when. I, I will feel great if. Cut through the bullshit. Wanna feel great? Do it now. What's your dream? Let's build it, right? Let's execute on it. That's, yeah. that's beautiful. Because there's always going to be a reason not to. So I have like my personal example is my business. It was my Someday When project. I started it and then I kind of put it on hold, turned my biggest client into a part-time job. And then I didn't leave that job for eight years because the excuses of like when I first took on that um, part-time job were my kids are little, I need the flexibility with work. My husband and I are both self-employed. I need the steady income. Well, that turned into like the excuses of tomorrow, which is I am a breast cancer survivor. And, you know, years later, I couldn't leave 
I couldn't leave because of the health insurance. I, that's kind of the story that I told myself. So I think there's always going to be something. And so those are real examples. You know, those, it's not like I made those up. And I think there's part of it that is resistance. And we can use those almost as, I don't even know if I like the word excuse, but it really is kind of resistance. And there's always reasons not to. So so starting small is is the answer while you're you feel like you're not ready. How did having cancer and surviving that, how did it change you? I think it really gave me this like acute awareness of the fragility of life. And we just, you know, we might not have a someday. And that's why I'm so passionate about it, right? Like, I don't, I don't know why we would wait because every day counts, right? So that's, I think that it gave me this like, just life perspective, it kind of like popped me out of the the day-to-day, like the things that we talk about, that it just kind of made those all a lot smaller and and it it highlighted these important things that we were, I believe these desires were planted in us for a reason. And so let's let's start those. I want to hear everything, how you help people cut through their excuses, their fear, and go get going, how you help them get started after one word from our sponsors. What if your business would run well even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategies Prints blueprints, how they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategy Sprints method. Order your copy of Strategy Sprints 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategiesprints.com. So what's the first step from fear to starting? Yeah, I think the first step is really getting clear on what it will look like when it's done and imagining how it's going to feel. So what's more important than the thing that you want to do and have in your life is how you want to feel. So exactly how that looks might end up being different. And that's okay because what you're really after is how you want to feel. Like if you want to quit your job and start a business, maybe you want to feel free And so that's kind of what I mean by that, right? And getting really, really clear on the feeling that you want to feel. And then we really talk about how you would get there and what is standing in your way and what are some possible action steps. So that's uh, something that I use a lot is what are just some possible action steps that you could take? Because what I find is a lot of people, you know, I want to start a podcast, but I don't know where I would start. I got to learn all the ins and outs. I need to learn the technology. You know, you can get yourself really wrapped up and I don't have the plan. And so I don't start yet because I don't have the plan, all of the steps. And what I know after like decades of planning in my corporate career is that the plan always changes anyway. So just get started on some possible action steps. So I teach a lot, you know, a lot of times it'll be like a mind map or just a brainstorm even with somebody else about these possible action steps. And then get started on some of these action steps, just possible ones that might get you there. And watch 
how after you start taking action, really just like 15 to 30 minutes a day consistently, once you start to take those actions, that you you'll start to see like synchronicities show up and you can kind of follow the breadcrumbs in terms of what's next and what's next and what's next. So it's kind of like that whole, you don't need to see the whole staircase, just like what's right in front of you. And, and it's, it's can really be magical. I love it. And I really second that, that it's important to write down the why. So you say, how will you feel? How do you want to feel? which is basically, why am I doing this? Because whenever you start something big, there will be a dip. There will be a stage yeah. in the project where, like I was writing my book for six months last year. And in the mid of it, I was like, do I need to do this? I hate this. Let me stop this. I'm not a writer. I'm a doer. Let, let me quit here, all right? And so I was like, wait a moment. What was the dream? What's the reason? What's, what's the why? So if I stop it, who would miss it? And then I say, wait, wait a moment. Thousands of people can have a better life in running their business, can be better dads, better moms, etc. Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, don't quit. Keep doing. Yeah, and that's, and that's the perfect example. Like, that's exactly what I mean when I say use the procrastination and the resistance as like a compass of where to show up and do. Because exactly what you're just describing, those like stories that were coming up in your head, why, why do I need to do this? This isn't important. You know, it, as soon as you start to have those thoughts, that is when you're headed in the right direction. Because that's all resistance. And good. You know, if you're having those thoughts, that's the thing. And so that's what I help people with, you know, how to move through those emotions, right? Because they're emotions and you can, you can still take action even when those stories are being told, you know, to you, you can challenge them. You can move the energy when you're feeling almost like you are those thoughts, right? And keep going. You say, we shouldn't manage time. We should manage energy instead. Can you unpack that? Yeah. So I think that, you know, time management is so talked about, right? And then we all, we all know the time management techniques and we've all tried them all. And we, you know, we, there are so many of them. And what I find as the more important step, and I think you can combine the two really, is to manage your energy. So know what it is that fuels your energy and what it is that depletes your energy and pay attention to that and, and plan accordingly. So if you're going to, and this really depends on your communication style, your personality style, just who you are, introverted, extroverted, all of that, right? What it looks like for you. I think it's really unique to everyone, but what fuels you is that, you know, getting out into nature and getting fresh air is that exercise? Is it reading a book? What is it for you? Meditation, different for everyone, but planning that into your day strategically and making it a priority so that when you show up to those important tasks, maybe even the ones that deplete you that you might have to do for your job, you're in the best energy possible. And when you show up to sitting down to write, like using your example, right? When you've got all those stories and, and you're telling yourself you can't do it, you're way more likely to do it if you're in that good energy space, right? I, I'm getting older now, I'm 42 now. 
and uh, I I'm getting more aware of this energy thing. I thought you know it's esoteric, it's not my thing, <laughs> but yeah. I'm getting more and more aware that in in the morning when I'm full of energy, there is nothing that can derail me. Nothing. Right. Whatever happens, you you can have literally the uh, you know literally the markets tanking and the nuclear war 600 uh, kilometers from here. I just I just get stuff done. Nothing touches me deeply. I I will I will deal with it in in a very elegant right. way. But then come to me like 7 p.m. or 11 p.m. when I'm tired. Everything is overwhelming for him, and I am a victim of everything, even of successes. And the, right. the only difference is the energy level. How, how is that possible? Yeah. yeah. And so you can strategically place things that give you that energy fuel at different times in order to get back to the kind of that morning feel, right? <laughs> and I don't know if you really want to do that at 11 p.m., especially if you've also done it in the morning. So you need to be realistic about it. But the, the idea is to pay attention to it and then make a shift when you're not when you are feeling depleted and you're trying to work on a task or something and that's so much more than just time shortcuts time hacks like right. shortcuts on your on your keyboard shortcuts who cares come on this is 0.2 percent of your productivity but what right. kristen is talking about the why the purpose your energy when you show up your presence your continuous presence on something your consistent delivering how much percentage is that? We're talking here many hundred percent uh, of a difference. So I, I always, I, I always hope that when when people go for the bigger levers in productivity and not just telling me shortcuts, I really don't care about any shortcuts. Right. Right. Yeah. Where do you take your inspiration from? You can give the strategy award when everybody is zagging. This person is zigging but she, he is doing the right thing. Who do you pick? So I pick one of my mentors, Heather Chauvin. Her podcast is called Emotionally Uncomfortable. And what she's really taught me, and her podcast is amazing. So she's taught me as a mentor and a coach is to just not listen to sort of the societal norms, right? And, and focus on getting emotionally uncomfortable. Like that, she talks about that being really how you feel alive is when you're getting emotionally uncomfortable. And it's just so important. She's taught me that both with parenting and with business. And I just can't say enough good things about her. I love it. I'm going to subscribe. Emotionally uncomfortable. Yes. Subscribe right now. And... Um, what excites you moving forward as you have this beautiful impact uh, on people? What excites you right now? Well, what excites me is really just getting that like lit up look on my client's face when they are taking action on these things. Talk about energy, right? Like you could just see it on their face. You could feel the passion. And I check in with them frequently on the progress and the wins. And we're really shifting from this, what I call productivity shame, which is very common to beat yourself up at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. But I didn't do this and I didn't. And this is still on the list 
like shifting from that into celebrating these small wins and noticing how there's a compound effect. And so just the lit up look on their face and in their voice, because I can feel it, is, is what just keeps me going and excites me every day. Funny that you say shame, because I usually think about guilt. Can I go running in nature for two hours in the middle of the day or play with my kids skateboarding? Yes, yesterday I was two hours skateboarding with my kids in the middle of the day and uh, I had zero guilt feeling. But usually when I do stuff like that, I have a guilt feeling like, am I really the best CEO that I can be, the best husband that I can be if I do just having fun? And and But you say shame. Is it the same thing? Guilt, shame? What's really the the main obstacle? Well, I think it's sort of both and, but I would say shame, I don't know, stings a little bit more. So I think there can be guilt kind of wrapped up in it, but when it it's constant and you feel it and it's almost like, um, not, I don't, I think we, we isolate when we have the shame too and we don't want to share it and actually i think that's the biggest thing that you can do is just share that you're having that feeling and that as soon as you share it with somebody it starts to dissipate anyway so just like shine a light on it so so i i sort of think it's a both and i'm i'm working with a mindset coach and he challenged me he said simon no 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 no. there is something below that it's not just you don't want to have you know, just having fun during the day because you feel like you have to some roles that you have to be responsible to. I think it's deeper. I think you don't love yourself enough. You are you are not allowing yourself yeah, not to say, yourself. I am loved in any moment, yeah. whatever happens. I don't have to yeah. do anything to be loved. And I go, oh, yeah, it's true. I cannot say this loud and clear. I am loved right now, whatever I do without doing anything. Is this the basic belief, right? I'm worth of love, even if I do nothing. Mm -hmm. I think it is. I think it is what a lot of people. Can you see my sign? This is behind me. I yeah, am enough. You are. You are enough. Yeah, I am enough. <laughs> yes, yes. I think it's sort of a core, and this is why I love the group coaching because with a group you can see oh i'm not alone in these thoughts mm -hmm. i'm not the only one and people listening can also see that here we all have these thoughts and you're human but i do i think he's right that there's always something underneath and if you can get underneath it it's even better to to let it dissipate i, I was today on a zoom with the ceo of one of the five big automotive companies and we were talking about their their strategic transformation right now and he and he says Oh yeah, Simon. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I just have to do nothing, right? And then everything is fine. Oh yeah, that's how I'm gonna run this this <laughs> this automotive yeah. company. And I say, no, no, it's right. not that you run the whole yeah. thing, but that it's yeah. it's a part <laughs> of something right. worth considering. <laughs> Well, and I think crazy. that's a good example because I think we go to this like all or nothing thinking <laughs> that you, you know, you're saying do nothing and then you go to the worst extreme, which is, which is resistance in itself, right? Because I think that you in the middle of the day, taking that time is probably the most productive thing you could have done because of your energy, like we talked about in, as an in, example. In, in, the, in hindsight it was in service of all the roles, all the tasks and yes. all the responsibilities that I have, 
because in the next meeting I was more present and more right. could deliver more. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing with parenting. I mean, really, if I show up to my kids and I'm just depleted and not in a good energy space and yelling at them and right, like doing all of the <laughs> the parenting things that you know I try not to do. But if if you're depleted, you just kind of default to that. But if you show up to your kids having filled your own cup, right? And you are managing your energy and showing up in, in that good energy, then you're able to bring a better self to them, which is the same thing with your business. It was, it took me forever to get this point. I was always sitting in these planes. It says, give yourself oxygen first, then your kids. I was like, you're <laughs> crazy. You don't have kids. How can you write right. this? <laughs> yeah. But then, but then, yes. But three kids later, I I got you. You are right. I was wrong. So now I have the me time. Before anybody wakes up in my family, I had two hours of me time already. Because if I don't fill up my batteries, I cannot serve anybody. It's so simple. Yeah. And think about the lesson that you're teaching them right? They're, they're, you're modeling that for them too. And I just think it's the same thing with your clients. It's the same thing with your business. Yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes they wake up earlier and they go, Baba, yeah, okay, let's build some Legos. And no, this is my running time. The next two hours I am on that hill. You see me in one hour to that yeah. hill. And then I come back like every day. Okay. And then because it's clear and because it's daily, they say, all right, okay. It's your running time. Okay. Let's see you later. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yes. And then you're so clear about that. I mean, I think there's something yeah. about you being clear and that's not like a boundary that you are wishy-washy about. You are clear that that is important. And that energy itself, it says a lot. They, they would feel it if I have a guilt or shame right. moment in there and they would immediately also <laughs> leverage right. it against me and say, ah, but you're never here. They are, they are very smart, very intuitive. Like all kids, right? They feel everything that's right. going on. And so it, that was also a learning process. I have to have clarity about this, why it's important for me, because it's part of my values and it's part of being a role model. I'm not always available and that's fine. I tell you my needs. I also have needs. I'm here for you, but I also am a human being and I have needs and, and both is okay. And so clarifying that with myself and also having it as a daily thing because if it would be some days and other not i couldn't have that steadiness for myself and that would permeate but since it's, it's just every day whatever day there is no difference and there is no weather or nothing else it's just happening at this time every day it made it easier for them they don't have to check the weather they don't have to, they don't have to ask it's just okay oh no this time no 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 lego alone <laughs> i have to wait until papa's back Yes. Yeah. I'm curious, one source of inspiration, you already mentioned this super cool podcast and your mentor, where else do you take your inspirations? Maybe some books or podcasts that inspire you? Yeah. So books that inspire me, my number one is The Big Leap, which I'm sure you're probably familiar with. And the other book that always comes to mind, and it actually just came to mind when you were just describing that example, is Atomic Habits. Yeah. 
So James Clear, I just, I can't say enough good things about having these healthy habits and what that does to just make a difference on your energy and everything in your life. So really focusing on habits. And then the third book is Get Rich, Lucky Bitch. So that is by Denise Duffield Thomas, and it's just the best money mindset book that I've read, and I've read a lot of them, so that's my top pick, yeah. Oh, give us give us the, what touched you most? What did you change about your money mindset after that book? So much, but mainly the biggest one is embracing the blocks. So we were kind of talking about internal mental stories a little bit earlier, more around like the procrastination and the shame and stuff like that. But thinking of like money stories that you tell yourself, like money doesn't grow on trees or, you know, you have to work hard in order to make money. These things that we have just heard since day one and they're just ingrained in us. And those are our money blocks. And she talks about how to release those blocks and forgive them and let them go basically and there is something about the combination of that and then also money tracking which she does money tracking in a little different way than you would traditionally think of money tracking hers is more about manifesting mm. but it's just a great book to shift your perspective and then what what the key thing is and i talk to my clients a lot about this about the blocks is Like, let them come up. They're going to come up when you sit down to look at your bank account for the money example, but also to sit down and write your book for the for the book example, right? And, and let it happen. Because a lot of times we don't let it happen, but the way it's, I think of it as like weeding, weeding the garden. Let those weeds come up and out, and that's the way through them. So that weeding thing is my example, but she talks about how to release and forgive and move through your blocks, your money blocks. Oh, I love this because money is not something neutral, right? What I love about money, it's, it's an energy storage. It's, it's life energy. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, but we fill it up with meaning and it comes, you know, from society, from our parents, from their parents. And so we attach stuff to that and, and that make, makes, makes it complicated. If we just go directly to it, what is it? It's life energy. Do you like it? Of course. Who doesn't like life energy? Let's, let's party. Let's have a lot of that and let's use it in the best way. Let's celebrate it, right? Yes. And that's so counter what a lot of our beliefs are, right? So I love that. Yeah. But it's a process. It, also that. Yes. Um, my parents had a very different way. For them, it's no, no, it's bad. It's the capitalist thing. And capitalist is not a good ethos. And it took me maybe 30 years to find to a neutral stance to that. And then yes. to, you know, to uncover my own. And basically it was getting rid of interpretations and judgments about it. And instead seeing it as what it is, it's like, energy in the light bulb it's just life energy do you want lights or darkness lights do you want a party or do you want a miserable a miserable uh, bunch of people i want a party right yes it's neutral that is key for sure yeah and now i enjoy every single investment my portfolio rebalancing i'm i'm i'm, I'm into real estate i'm into bitcoin i'm into stocks and i love every part of it even this week when everything is kind of down but i still i still 
show up and rebalance and I love it and mm. on the long run it's it's of course going up <laughs> yes yes Christine is there anything I forgot to ask you the only thing I can think of is just how would you know if you have a someday when project or a soul-led yeah. goal and and my answer is to sometimes it takes getting quiet and having some time with yourself in order to let these things surface but that it's there and it might be just a whisper but to listen to those whispers and to make it a priority to spend that quiet time and it doesn't have to be meditating it can be taking some time for yourself to go on a walk in nature anything like that but just make that a priority and listen to the whispers who should call you for working with you and who shouldn't? Oh, that's a great question. Definitely, I what I find is the people that are like done with their own stories and ready to do the work, ready to overcome this stuff and really take action. And then people who shouldn't are the ones that, you know, are still kind of like, yeah, the 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 reasons why not to are still too large, right? But when you're ready, when you're like done with your own BS is what I say. And if they're ready to get cranking and they want to work with you, where do they find you? How do they start? Yeah, so my website is kristenswansonconsulting.com and you can find me on Instagram at kristen underscore swanson underscore. And on my website is all the other um, platforms to find me on. Super cool. And Christine, who should be my next guest? I think your next guest should be Dot Clemens with Dot Rock Consulting. She is a hiring guru and she helps people scale their businesses. And she's all about staying in your zone of genius, getting help. I see a lot of entrepreneurs who are trying to wear all the hats and she is your ticket out of that. I, I have just uh, found your Instagram. Okay. Look, people, how cool this is. You have to follow her. This beautiful, amazing energy, beautiful images. That's so cool. It's inspiring right now. Oh, and thank, um, you. thank you so much, Christine, for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your tools and your process with us. Please come back soon and keep rolling, Christine. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Bye-bye. Hey, if you love what you are hearing, you will love our free masterclasses. Go grab them at strategiesprints.com. What if your business would run well even when you are on vacation? Discover how 1,600 business owners have regained their freedom using the Strategies Prints blueprints. How they enjoy living their dream and watching their business scale. Get the exact checklists they use to go from stressed to fulfilled using the Strategies Prince method. Order your copy of Strategies Prince 12 Ways to Accelerate Growth for an Agile Business on Amazon today. And if you love it, leave us a review. For more information, head over to strategiesprints.com.